Well, Turf Business are here at Lake Norient today and we're with head groundsman Colin James. So Colin, where did it all begin for you? Where was your first interest in groundsmanship? Uh, I first started off at Well United Football Club, uh, non-league level in the Conference South. I was uh, offered a job there working in the office by uh, the owners, Baron Graham Hobbins, to help with their, their fundraising scheme. Uh, I, I was a plumber for two and a half years when I first left school. And I then fell into the, the job at, at Welling. And I think whilst I was there working in the office, in the first two or three weeks, I'd built a brick wall, plumbed in a washing machine and a sink from my plumbing days, and I sort of drifted out onto the maintenance side and the groundsman side with the, uh, the groundsman at the time now, and didn't go back into the office. And it sort of started from there, really. So you found that you had a light for being out there, you know, on the pitch looking after things? Yes, so I used to help the groundsman out a little bit with a bit of divoting and a bit of a cutting and mowing then. Um, then after a year or two of that, the groundsman left and I took over his role. So, so what was it you really liked about that then? What attracted you to it? I'd, I'm not, I'm not an office worker. I was, I, was, I was a plumber for two and a half years, so I was out on building sites and things like that. So I was always working outside and with my hands, being more creative than sitting behind a desk. And it was very local to where I lived as well. Yeah, it was my local club, it's a good club to be at and I just love being outside more than anything. So you developed there as head groundsman and were there for how long? 15 years. So that was a, a hell of a time, how did you develop and train your skills while you were there then? I, I, I didn't go to college, I didn't know uh, exams, I just literally learnt myself. I taught myself by reading books and magazines that got sent through the post, talking to lots of other groundsmen. Uh, going to the shows that used to be on at Windsor. I uh, got friendly with a lot of local groundsmen, took a lot of advice off of them, probably made a lot of mistakes along the line, learnt from those, and sort of just built my career up from there. So 15 years at Welling, what was the next step for you then? It was then later knowing. I was, I was at Welling, I got approached and uh, offered a job here. I produced a couple of good pitches uh, over the years and I'd won a couple of awards at Welling for groundsman a year and um, I'd been recommended to this club here. It was a goalkeeping coach at the time, I think, was here and at Welling the same, and they was looking for a groundsman here. They got in contact with me uh, and offered me the job. So how long ago was that? Nine years ago now, nine, ten years ago. So nine years you've been here. Um, I think certainly the last year or two has been fairly rollercoaster-ish. What's it been like for most of your time? Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, the owners, um, Matrim Sports, it was Barry Hearn, was our chairman. Uh, he was a good chairman, nice bloke. Uh, Matt Paul's our chief executive, and the club ran really well. Uh, we ran on a budget, uh, the club was run like a business as well, uh, but they were good people to work for, and it was a good club to be at. So, new owners came in, things have changed a bit. Obviously, the, the club's on, on tough times at the moment, threat of administration. I know there's a court case coming up, which we, we won't delve into too much, but that obviously changes the game in terms of the, the resources and the budget you've got to play with here. Yes, it does. It puts a bit of a strain on you. Uh, we can't go out and obviously buy everything we want to. We want a bit of a budget. I know we're coming towards the end of the season. We've not got a lot of games left, um, but we take probably day by day and each week as it comes along at the moment, and we just we, we can't look too forward at the moment because we don't know what's happening. Uh, hopefully things will sort itself out and the club will get back onto a good path very, very soon. So we'll just hope for. 
So that must have an impact on, on how you plan your end of season renovations because I guess you can't really plan anything, can you? No, we, I've, I've pencilled some things in. The dates mean want to finish. The commercial team upstairs want to play some games on the pitch and hire it out. So we're hire it out for two or three weeks after the last league game. I know what I want to do to the pitch, the renovation wise. Uh, we sort of do book that in with uh, my contractors two or three years on the spin. So we know what we want to do this year. But it's just on fire at the moment, on hold until uh, we, we know what's going on financially at the club. What are your biggest challenges here then, other than the, the financial side of things? I know shade is one of them. Shade very much, yes. I mean, a day like today at the moment, the sun's out, so most of the pitch is in sunshine. But on a typical day, uh, the pitch is like an L shape of a shade. And in the top corner, we get nice sunshine on it. And down this side of the pitch, this side, and down in the, the south side, it's completely in shade. And over the course of the winter as well, Obviously, it gets no sun on it. Uh, that becomes a lot of problems down this side. It holds the water. We get a lot of black layer and algae forming on top, just because it gets no sunlight on it. Colin, you do have some lights, albeit you know one small set. Um, are they getting a lot of use. A lot. Yeah, 24 hours a day they're on. We uh, we first got the light in mainly for the goal down the bottom end, so it gets no sun whatsoever. And um, I had uh, one set on on loan for a while to see how they worked and. They worked fantastic and we had grass in that goal map all year round and say that the previous owners see that and decided I could I could buy it. So we, we, we bought one set of lights and now that light is scattered around the whole shady side of the pitch on different days where we're putting the goal mouth and we're putting up this side here where it's in the shade, it was a bit more wear and tear. So they're they're a fantastic bit of kit and if I'd I'd love to have more of them. Obviously uh, yeah. financial strange you can't and all the clubs that do have them all over the pitch, so you can see the benefits of it. Been a game changer, the lights. Um, what are the other investments that you've made that, you know, over the years you've been here that you think have been, you know, the real biggies and, and the best investments? Apart from the lights, I had some drainage put in. The old drainage was here when I first arrived, uh, was very, very old and probably collapsed in places. And we had a game called off through uh, postponement through water logging. I got a company come in and we went through the drainage. Uh, we had a, some prices put on that. We had a draining system put in, uh, which was a, a huge investment. Um, within a season of that being put in, we had a tremendous amount of rain on a Saturday morning before a game, and our game was on, and quite a few other games off was in London. And just that one game on its own, not being postponed, and the revenue that we would have lost if that game would have been on and played midweek, yeah. paid for the drainage put in. Oh, well. So uh, it was a great investment, and they're the sort of things that when you're trying to put it over to your owners or your, your chief exec that if you can justify why you need to buy something or do something and it's something like that then uh, it's a good investment and it's money well spent. We're talking about challenges, I mean shade being one of them but I think your other challenge here is apart from overall lack of resources is the lack of the, the size of numbers of people you've got, there's, there's the two of you isn't there? Yes, just the two of us now. I first started here on my own, then I had one assistant that left and now I've got uh, Joe in with me. So when you've got a game on a Saturday, Tuesday and a Saturday, it's uh, there's not many hours of the day that you're not working out on the pitch because you're all day like you're out there. Um, also, when this year we've had the frost covers out, you're trying to get the cover the whole pitch out, taking them off, working on it, putting the covers back on. When it's two of you, it's, it's hard work. Um, again. After the game, when you want to try, you might see on the telly like the 
a lot of the top guys in the Premiership will get out and they will clean their pitch up with a Honda straight after a game. We will try and do the same, but we'll have to wait a day until the following morning to get out there and do it. The two of us out there with the same Hondas will take us four to five to six hours to do. We're brushing it where if we had six mowers, six people, we could do it in an hour and a half. But we do it. We get on and we crack on. It just takes us a bit longer to do the same sort of things as what other clubs will do with more staff. And, and looking forward then, I mean, you're obviously a, a groundsman through and through. We, we get the passion from you. We know you're enjoying what you're doing. Um, you know, let's assume things stay on a level footing here. I mean, you're still in love with it? Yeah, it's a great job. Love it. Um, I always have done whole 10 years or nine years I've been here. It's, uh, I don't think I've had a day where I've not wanted to get up and come into work. It's a great place to work. There's some good staff, good people that work here at the club, up in the offices as well as secretary, uh, the commercial department, the facilities department, the maintenance crowd here, they're a good lot of people to work for. And we stick together, we're a small club, I think there's only two people the club have got assistance and that's the manager and myself. Right, okay. So there's, there's not a lot of people here and we help each other out, uh, so we're a, good, we're a good bunch, we're a good team. So Colin, in your 25 years in, in the industry, you must have received some decent advice from different people, what's the best advice you ever got? The best piece of advice the best bit of our side would have been from my dad and he just said whatever you do just work hard and play hard and he said enjoy what you do because you never know what's around the corner and that sort of stuck with me. I've had a lot of good advice from uh, a lot of other good groundsmen that have helped me out from the early days when I was at Welling when I first came here. Colin Powell at Charlton used to help me out. I didn't know a lot of other football league groundsmen because I was only in non-league level yeah. so I knew a lot of non-league clubs and players around my area. Uh, once I got to come at Orient, then you get to know a lot of other uh, football league groundsmen. So I've got to know, um, I know Dave down at Colchester very well. Yep. We speak a lot on the phone and you, you throw ideas at each other. Uh, we've had similar work done on the pitch. We use the same contractors end of the summer, same as Charlton. And um, I've got to know uh, John up at Leicester well. Again, I've met him several times and again, you, you sort of throw things at each other and they've used a product I've never used before. You can ask them about it, see what it's like yeah. and then you can use it yourself. So you, you get lots of advice from other people along the lines. Of the kit you've got in your shed then, what's your favourite bit of kit? Got me the Dennis Mowers. Yeah, they're, they're a great mower. A lot of clubs throughout the whole divisions use them from premiership down to non-league level. They were great, the Dennis G860s, they're, they're a great bit of kit. You can put the different cassettes in them to verti-cut, brush. Um, they're, they're a smashing piece of machinery. And you've worked with them at Welling as well as here? Uh, not the Dennis mowers, our first shoes when they come here. Yep. I've had some older mowers there, uh, not nice new ones. They were I was often quite on my hands and knees repairing them. <laughs> but that's, that's where you learn, that's where you learn how to to get on and you do all your hard graphs there. And they, were, they were old machines, but they were, they, were, they were good machines. Well, Colin, fascinating talking to you. Um, we hope, you know, over the summer things sort themselves out and we see you back here next year, maybe with a bit more investment and some new toys. Brilliant, thank you very much.